0: When in the '60s and the '70s, uh, basketball had a lot of what we call characters or maverick thinkers—the Al McGuire's, the Bones McKinneys, the Lefter Durrells, the Ray Mears, and so forth. The, the game had the game doesn't is is today. It's like groupthink. Everybody thinks alike today. Everybody acts alike. Back in the old days, we used to have guys who who were characters in, in that. What, 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 what do you think has uh, uh, happened to the characters in the game of basketball, the personalities
1: of basketball? That's a hard question to answer. I, it might be the society today. Mm. You know, you have to be very careful what you say. Yes. Yeah. And, and I remember one of the greatest things I heard Frank Howard say, old football coach. coach you kind of football coach that just won a couple games. Or, well, Coach Harp has let his success go to his mouth, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you say something like that today, you probably get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. In fact, the guys...
0: You were good friends with Al McGuire when he was over at oh, Belmont yeah. Abbey. used to speak at your camp. What were some of the, the stories you still remember about Al when he was coaching? <laughs> well, he coached Belmont Abbey. Yeah. Okay, so we played them when I was at Davidson. So
1: uh, I looked at his roster when I was getting ready to scout him and said, Bill Fickey from Washington, D.C., this guy from New Mexico, this guy from North Carolina. He had all the different cities and states. Mm-hmm. So we played him one time, and I ran this Fickey kid downtown in Charlotte. I said, hey, Bill, you know uh, Fred Hetzel? You're from D.C.? He said, I ain't from D.C. coach. I'm from New York. I said, "Well, it said in the program you were from uh, DC." That's Al. Al pushes all from cities and states all over the country. We're all from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> but that was we were talking about a character. That, but Al was something else. I mean, he was—he he was a fun guy. They tell a story, Coach, when he was at Belmont Abbey
0: and in his little uh, uh, brochure, and that he'd have he'd have pictures of other. Campus. Oh okay, yeah,
1: he did. He pictures of Duke's campus in yes, there, diving boards, and he. I went out. He said, "Lefty, can you come out and speak to my camp? I'll pay you two hundred dollars." And I said, "Yeah. What time? I you mean? get that nine? You be through at eleven. Just speak. Mm-hmm. I get out there at nine o'clock. He not there. His wife. I forget her name right yeah. now. But she said, she. She said Al got tied up and they won't be fit for for a while. Can you stay for? Like Al never showed up, <laughs> and he had brochures out there with diving boards. It was two baskets out in the middle of the woods somewhere. Mm. somewhere. But he was, he was a funny guy and a great guy. I mean, I liked how, but he was a, in fact, I mean, this is what he told me. I don't know if this is true or not, but when he got the Marquette job, right? See, at Belmont Abbey, he went down. He was, at first, he had a really good team, but at the end, he was losing. He would win 10 and lose 20. So when he applied for the Marquette job, he put down, my record is uh, 200 and 100. Mm-hmm. He said, I put my losses first. They didn't ask me which one I put first. <laughs> he said, I put my losses first. <laughs> and my, my wins last. Yeah. And he said, I, that's why he got the job. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's true.
0: That's what he told me. Yeah. Did you ever have a chance to coach in the NBA?
1: Well, when I left... Uh, was it Maryland, I believe? Yeah, when I left Maryland, mm-hmm. George Shin, who was the owner of the Charlotte uh, Hornets, or whatever yeah, it, Hornets, stay with the Hornets then. He flew me down there and wanted me to coach. You know, mm-hmm. Cause he said, you got your following from Davidson and you'd be good for it. And then, you know, I just, I got, I called Red up and I said, Red, is that a good job? Oh no, don't take that job. You'd be fired in three years, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't take it. Mm-hmm. That's really the only one that I was kind of offered. Mm-hmm. Because to tell you the truth, George, when we went to Maryland, I was making more money than the pro coaches. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not that way now. Yeah, no. uh, and, and sure enough, Dick Harter took the job at Charlotte and got fired in about three years. Mm-hmm. And he was a good coach. Excellent coach. Yeah, Coach, what's your opinion of what the the NC two A's now new? Uh, they're
0: advocating playing paying the players two thousand uh, uh, dollars uh, uh, as as a stipend to go along with the cost of their scholarship and that.
1: W- w- what's your feelings on that? Well, I'm I'm all for it if they're gonna do it. And they're just saying, certain leagues can do it. Certain, they gotta let everybody do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and um because see when I went to do, I got fifteen dollars a month for laundry money. Mm-hmm. And when we went. In Maryland, Mm -hmm. Lucas and those guys got $15 a month. And all of a sudden, I think it was Lucas's junior year or sophomore year, they said, no more $15. Because that's when Title IX came in. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to give it to all the women and the Mm -hmm. soccer team and Mm -hmm. all that. So I told Luke and him, I said, look, y'all ought to say, you ain't gonna play (laughs) then. You're not gonna play if you don't get the $15. But it it didn't help. And uh, in fact, this is a funny story, but when Moses was deciding to go pro or come to college, John Lucas was a great leader. He went to all the guys on the team and said, Look, will you give your fifteen dollars to Moses every month? Mm-hmm. So that'll be it was fifteen times fifteen, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred dollars a month. So he told Moses, Mo, we got it set up. You're gonna get three hundred dollars a month. We're gonna all give you our laundry money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, Moses signed for a million, so that wasn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Although, see, now a lot of players get Pell Grants.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in fact, my grandson's got it because my daughter's were not that well off. But, see, they're not as poor as they think they are. When we were coming up, there was no such a thing as a Pell No. So, you needed the $15. I don't know what they do. Go to a movie once a month or something. I, I think it's not not bad idea, but not. A, you know, I don't. Are they going to have to do it for all the sports? Oh yeah, I
0: think you're gonna. I think you're gonna. You know, with Title Nine, you're obviously going yeah, to have so to throw it
1: across the. It'll cost you a lot of money. Now read somewhere like Chuck's at the Citadel. I don't know if Citadel can afford that say well they don't have women's basketball but i haven't asked chuck if he's going to be able to do it or not but they're saying that in some leagues some schools won't be able to do it Mm -hmm. when you say
0: chuck chuck is chuck drizzell your son who's the head coach at, at, at at the citadel and that coach when he when he goes to the citadel and he's putting his staff together. What advice would you give him about putting a staff together? If you put some of the greatest coaching staffs in the history of college basketball together. And now, what, what was your thought process in putting staffs together? I, I
1: don't know. He he hired my my grandson, and then he had to get rid of him because of the, uh, what do you call nepotism thing. Uh-huh. And he hired. You remember Bob Burke? Yeah, yeah. Coach Cho on. He hired his son, and he hired another coach that was in, uh, uh South Carolina. Or I don't know somewhere. So he did. I think he did pretty good, but I I don't know. I tell you, hiring assistant coaches is hard. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't hard for you, coach. You yeah, had you had some great, great assistant coaches over the years. I know, but I was lucky, and and. Uh, you were a great assistant coach, I wasn't just good, and um, you weren't just good, you were great, and then Dave Pritchett, he lives here now, he's mm-hmm. he's, he's in bad shape. But anyway, I, I don't know what he, just get somebody who wants to work hard, mm-hmm. and, and wants to get out on the road, and he can sell. Cuz Dave, why is Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams, Get all the good players in the ACC because they work at it, Mm -hmm. and they got good assistants that Mm -hmm. work at it. Mm -hmm. So uh, my thing, make sure the guy knows something about. He he knows something about basketball. He played basketball, which is not really necessary. Because Morgan Wood never played basketball. Mm -hmm. He was a good coach. Yeah, but Alf Rupp never played basketball. Yeah, But, but I would me I like to hire somebody that's played like yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you were a great rebounder and you could you, you could relate to people and you know, but you gotta get somebody that wants to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of these guys are lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If
0: if you had to live your life all over, your coaching career all over coach, are there any things that you would do different now looking back over the years? Yeah, probably. Um,
1: Rick Barnes asked me that a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I said, I worked my players too hard, mm-hmm. because I mean, that was my philosophy, I still got the little thing, the harder you work, the luckier you get, and I felt like my team was going to be in better shape than yours, we are going to outwork we were going to have, you know you, you know, you and I used to go out and scout, mm-hmm. we scouted North Carolina five or six times, mm-hmm. so we knew who their girlfriends were, mm-hmm. But Sometimes I think I wore my team out. I've seen some players at Davidson and written back in like playing for me, he said, Coach uh, Drizell ran the first practice like like it was for the national championship. Mm -hmm. And I pushed them too hard sometimes, you know. And the reason I say that, I didn't know it at the time, but I I was on a trip with John Havlicek one time. And I said, John, why did y'all win all those national championships? Of NBA championship, he said, you know why, Coach? We practice one hour a day. Red said, look, once I teach you our offense and how we're going to handle pick and roll and this and that, well, why I have to work on that every day? You know how to do it. So we practice an hour a day. Everybody else was practicing two, three, four hours a day. And then, you know, I remember John Thompson. He... He never started basketball practice till November the 1st. We could start like, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I think the year he won the national championship, he started November the 1st. Because he said, I don't need all that time to get ready to play. So I think I worked my, in fact, Norman Sloan, told me the year he won the national championship, but Norman and I are a pretty good friend. He said, you know what I did left? He said, I, in the preseason, The preseason was longer then than it was. We started October 15th, didn't play till December the 1st. -hmm. He said, I practiced one day, I gave him a day off. I practiced one day, and I gave him a day off. The best team I had in Maryland when we were 27-3 my last year, I said, okay, fellas, look, you win a game tonight, tomorrow's off. Don't even come by the gym, don't even think about that. And I did that the whole year. Mm -hmm. And uh, because that will, I think they will more rested that way. You mm-hmm. think Frank Costello, you know, the track coach. Yes, yes. He used to tell me, he said, lefty, basketball players are sprinters. They sprint. They sprint up and down the court for 40 minutes. What? Well, if if I worked my sprinters as hard as you work these basketball players, their time would go down 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He said, you're working them too hard. Mm-hmm. And he's, and I used to ask the trainers, you know, I say, are oh, my players tired? And then I'd give them a, I mean, I, I don't think it hurt me that much, but I tell Chuck, you know, I said, Chuck, you're working them too hard. You know, give them off. you you working them here in November, and you want them playing at their best in March. Mm-hmm. You'll be tired of basketball, and you'll wear them out, wear their legs out. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a, probably the biggest mistake. You know, like, when I was at Maryland, we went in the ACC finals six times for what it was. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I'll warm out. Yeah, You know, we're in the final six times. and we lost double overtime, one point, two point, But that would be, I told Rick Barnes that story, you know. And I think I just worked him too hard. Because I was intent on outworking people. And that probably helped us in recruiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in basketball, time on the court, I probably worked him too hard. Hmm. Coach, who would you say, looking back
0: on your uh Hall of Fame type of career? Do you do you feel were four or five of the coaches that that you really uh, admired the most
1: as a college basketball coach? Well, oh, as a college coach, because mm-hmm. Red Arback would be my first guy. Um, John Wooden has got to be mm-hmm. everybody's. You know, the guy won all those national mm-hmm. championships. He's a good Christian man and, I mean, uh, every time I got around there, I loved talking. One thing he taught me, that I never played to, even when you were with me, you know, we go play on the road, and you go in and you take guys and they throw the tape on the floor and they throw oranges on the floor towels, mm-hmm. and towels. John Wooden said, no, when I leave a visiting team, my locker room's cleaner than it was when I got there. So mm-hmm. I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was, he was just a tremendous influence on everybody except for coach basketball i think because of his you know his religious beliefs and he was a good man and he and he um, he won what 10 11 national championships not too many people have <clears> done <throat> it nobody had and um so he would be the first guy i'm probably missing people but right now the guy that i think is the best is mike you yeah i agree because and I think I've said this before. He went to West Point. So at West Point you learn you learn leadership. Just like I tell Chuck you up. Tell the guys you are recruiting, you come here, you're gonna learn leadership. I mean Mike Mike learned how to lead guys in the battle to get killed. You know, hey brother, if you don't do this, you're gonna get killed. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a he's probably more of a not a I've been to some of his practices, and I've never been in a, in a game,
2: mm-hmm. pre-game or post-game. But I would imagine he's a great motivator.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and probably more so than a teacher, mm-hmm. because of what he learned at West Point. And um, of course, Dean, <laughs> Dean was a tough guy to beat. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, he he was smart, and he, and he was a good guy too. To, you know, had good high morals, and as mm-hmm. far as I know anyway. And, and, in fact, I've told Chuck, be like Dean, <laughs> mm-hmm. because he had great rapport with the press and with his players Liked him, and mm-hmm. players come back there. And, in fact, I went to a game last year, uh, D.G. Martin, I told you, mm-hmm. uh, was the vice president, he's retired now, but his dad's the one that hired me at Davidson. And, you know, they have a big TV screen up there, and they go back to Billy Cunningham comes shows a picture of him. He's saying, "I'm Carolina Tar Heel for life. I love North Carolina." Then comes uh, George Carl. He says the same thing. Then comes Michael Jordan. Come, you know all the guys. They love Merton. They love North Carolina. They got their family deal going. Mm-hmm. And I think it all started with with with, with Dean. With Dean. Nice.
0: you know you know what's interesting, Coach. You and I say Dean. But one of the things I always felt to this day that, that was a great indicator of how he connected with his players, I've never heard a Carolina player ever call him Dean. They always, To this day, as you know, I run Michael Jordan's basketball camp for the last 19 years. I've never heard a Carolina player say Dean, always Coach Smith, always Coach Smith. Mm-hmm. And he 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 was the standard bearer for a lot of things over over the years. The coaches, the ACC coaches, uh, a lot of these things that happened today found their origin in the ACC conference.
1: Yeah. In fact, Dean was one. I don't know if he. I guess he did this on purpose. But he always called guys by their first name, like Charlie Scott. Yeah. He didn't call him Charlie. He called him Charles. Charles. Yeah. Charles. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know whatever the guy's name was, he called him by his proper name. Proper name. And I yeah. never did that. I called no. him. You know. he would never call him by their by their nickname or anything. No, he always called him. by their proper name. So he was, you know, somebody that was great for basketball. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, the coaches in the ACC, we used to tease him and act like we didn't like him. And I, in fact, I called Linnea, his wife about three days ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, can Dean come to you? I call him about every month or so. And, yeah, I know. He's and I said, can he talk- come to the phone and say, he, he wouldn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. Unless he's looking at you. He's said, mm-hmm. there. He can see you. He, he, he basically knows who you are. But it's sad. And, and the way he's, what's happened to him.
0: Coach, let's end on this. When, when when many years from now, when they close the, the curtain on your life, how, how do you want to be remembered as... Charles Lefty Drizel, how do you want? How do you want people, not just in coaching, but just people to remember you?
1: I don't know, George. That's, remember me. I hopefully as a good Christian man, and you know, I go to church every Sunday, and that doesn't make you a Christian, but yes. I am. I and mean, my wife is a strong Christian I mean, lady. I know that for a fact. And it, it, it's, I wanted to know that, you know, that I was a good person and that I didn't uh, uh, cheat in recruiting. I never, you know that, I mean. Yeah, no. We, we outworked them, but we didn't cheat. Right. Now, I'm not saying everybody cheats, and but there have been a few, I guess, that mm. do, or did. But, you know, I don't know, I just, plain old lefty, I guess, I never I never tried to put on airs. You know, I, have a, uh, I was an honor student my senior year at Duke I have a master's degree from William Mary, and I'm in <clears throat> I'm in a Kappa Delta Phi, whatever honorary fraternity mm-hmm. at William Mary, and so I, I, I I'm educated, but I don't put on like that. I mean, just I'm just a country guy. It
2: mm-hmm.
1: loves basketball. I still do. I have to get on my wife sometimes. She wants you leave Chuck alone. don't you leave Chuck alone, you leave Chuck alone? <laughs> because I'm telling him what to do. I said, look, basketball is my life. It hasn't been since I was in the second grade, so I'm gonna tell him what I think. Mm-hmm. I said, well, she said, "Well, you tell him too much. Let him do his own thing." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well," and I think Chuck gets mad at me sometimes <laughs> when I tell him what to do. But I, I'm just a, a basketball flunky, you know, mm-hmm. basketball Jones. That's, yeah. uh, that's really all I know about it. I mean, but I, I love basketball. It's been good to me, you know. I've made a good living, and I mean, I, I have a wonderful wife for we have be married 60 years in uh, December the 14th. Wow. So uh, I've had a wonderful wife and I've had four wonderful children. My daughter, I don't know if you know this, but Pam, my daughter, he is a, into the Presbyterian the, minister, presbyterian minister at a big church. It, it's the second largest Presbyterian church in the state of Georgia. She's got 3,500 members. Wow. I mean, she lives in a house about as big, in a man's about as big as this apartment. I mean, she's good, too. I, I'll give you one of her sermons to take home and listen to it. No,
0: I'm a, I, 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 I know, I've known your children since they Yeah. They were little toddlers, and you've done an
1: amazing job. And, and um, yeah. you know, Chuck wants to coach. I, I, I he got him a tough job. I told him not to take that job, but he just said, look, I'm ready to be a head coach. I want to be a head coach. And I said, well, you got your cut at it job cut out for you recruiting and center them. Because, but like I told him, I said, you got to sell the mothers. Because a lot of kids nowadays need discipline. Mm. It's like Bobby Ross, I asked Bobby one time, what's the best job you ever had in coaching? He coached in the Super Bowl. He said, uh, West Point. I said, why you say that? Because I knew my players were in bed every night at 11 o'clock. They couldn't get out, they locked them in. Mm. And a lot of kids nowadays need that. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, my youngest daughter is, lives and husband works for UPS. And I was just down my the beach for my I got a little grandson that is mm-hmm. a year and a half old. <laughs> and, and two other, one of them is seven and one of them is five. So I've had wonderful grandchildren and children. And Patty, my oldest daughter, lives in uh, Atlanta. She's a nutritionist. And so, I mean, I... I've had a wonderful life and I have a great wife, I mean she's
0: she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I want to close on coach is that if there's anybody that I know in all the years I've been around basketball that should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame it's you. I look at you, Ray Mears, the old Tennessee coach and Jerry Tarkanian are three people that I, it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that you guys are not in the Hall of Fame and I I, I want to s- say this publicly that I'm going to do everything I can to try to, to see that you get into the Hall of Fame. I think it's an absolute injustice that you and Tark and Ray Mears are not in the Basketball Hall of Fame. The things that you guys have given to the game and uh, people don't really understand the the tremendous contributions that you've made to the game of basketball. And so I'm going to take it on as a task to to tell the story of what you guys have meant to basketball and particularly what you've meant to the game of basketball and what you've meant to the players and the the assistant coaches that you've had over the years. Because... uh, it, it, to me, it's it's just criminal that you're not in the Hall of Fame. I know for you, Ooh, you can't you. you can't beat your own horn, but I'll beat it for you because I think it, you you've got every requirement that anybody would that's already in the Hall of Fame has, and in in a lot of cases, you, your your record exceeds people that are already in the Hall of Fame.
1: You know, I had a, this really uh, was a compliment somebody paid me last year. Final Four, and it really hit me hard. And I never thought of this, but Bo Ryan, you know, from Wisconsin. Yes, yes. I was getting on the elevator. He said, "Lefty, I want to thank you." I said, thank me for what? What have I done? I said, "I've done anything." Let me tell you. He said, "You, you, you know what my salary will be next year?" I said, "No, I have no idea." He's about two billion. He said, "You and the old timers are the one that made basketball popular." And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be making two million. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, like, Well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, then I got to thinking, it's probably true, because, yeah. like, you know what my salary was mm-hmm. and your salary mm-hmm. when we first started. And these guys are making two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And if it hadn't been for the, you know, for the Al McGuires and the Frank McGuires and the Deans and all the mm-hmm. other. They and wouldn't yeah. be making that right. kind of money. But mm-hmm. I never thought of that. But it was a big pump. Of uh, compliment, but um, you know. But well, I want to thank you, Coach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want—I want to see you in basketball. See that picture right there? That guy jump ball. This one right here, pull yeah. It, you just pull it down. It just hold it up there. That's Barney Gill, the guy. I told you gave me my nickname. Oh, okay. But you tell me what's wrong with that picture? My mm-hmm. God, you see anything wrong with it? I'm not picking it up. What? All right. I thought you'd catch it.
0: Look where they're jumping. Oh, yeah. They're
1: not, not at the free throw. See, it used to be, and i forgot. I never knew that. But, I didn't even yeah, know. Barney jumping. told me about it. you. They're not jumping at the free throw line. No, it's where you got tied up. That's where you jump. And I I've never seen, knew that. I didn't to Talk, Barney, I, I've seen him tip in a basket for the jump ball. He didn't know in this one because he going the other way. But I so saw you, it in the old days that you, you, you wherever you got, right, wherever you got thought, tied up you got tied ball I never knew that. I didn't know until I saw it. i had forgotten it if I knew it. But that's what you used to do.
0: Wow! <laughs> I learned something new about the game. Here, <laughs> seventy-five <laughs> no, no. years old. It, 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 it's it's the old story. They say you you, you if 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 you, if you let yourself do it. You can learn something new every day
1: about yeah, the game. I learned something I new today. That I was <laughs> worth the trip just 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 I to know. learn that. Well you won't make a copy. I'll make you a copy of that if you wanna make a copy.
0: Now I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna
1: use that. No, but I make a copy of my copying sheet Okay, okay. Paper. okay. See see how many people catch it. I have had a couple people say, Yeah, you're not jumping at the free throw line. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks, all Coach. All, all right. right, thank you. <laughs>